Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams Podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hello guys and welcome back to the podcast. You've probably maybe guessed by the title of this episode, but today is going to be all a bit about personal development focus. However, before we actually get into the episode, I thought I would take an opportunity to give you guys a really quick rundown on some of the changes we've decided to make to the podcast and the new direction that we're going to be taking things. So, Without going too far into it, giving you guys unnecessary details and all of the things, my team and I have just been in contemplation, especially myself, just been in contemplation around really what I see for the podcast. And with that, just the direction that we want to take things and something that I realized was, you know, I am a very, very multifaceted person and I wanted to be able to talk about anything and everything and every topic under the sun from trauma to uh, sexuality to just like all the different things. And I've really just been coming back into whilst, you know, I love having so many different conversations, what one makes sense for me, makes sense for my business, makes sense for my brand, but also like what I really do enjoy talking about, it's business and it's money and it's personal development. And that's very much what I'm all about. So nothing big, nothing drastic, but the first thing is you may find that we are going to be doing less episodes. So we may be moving from weekly episodes to fortnightly and we're just going to be having a little bit of a play around with that, seeing how that feels. We may come back to doing weekly. However, we're just going to notice if if there's much difference there in that. So you can expect less frequent episodes, but I promise they will be good and they will be juicy. And the second thing is more of the episodes are now going to be focused around business, money and personal development um, and those kind of areas specifically. So even as an example, if I am to do an episode on say sexuality, I won't be speaking sexuality from the lens of the physiology of sexuality, like how to increase your libido or how to have an orgasm. But I may speak about sexuality from the lens of how your relationship to your sexuality influences how you show up online. An example and things like that. So everything's really going to come back to a business, money and personal development lens. Um, Again, that's what I do. That's what I teach. That's what my business and my brand is all about. And the other thing that we were finding is because we were doing so many different types and styles of episodes, people would come in and they would maybe love a particular episode and they would want more on that. And we didn't have more on that. So they would love an episode we did on trauma, but there were no other episodes on trauma or they would love an episode we did on money or manifestation, but there weren't a lot of other money or manifestation episodes because every episode episode was so incredibly different and our topics were so diverse. So what we're really hoping from this is we can attract a really strong listener base of people who are a little bit more niche down, but who are a really good fit for the podcast. The other thing that I'm going to preface today's episode with is I have a hardcore fucking tickle in my throat today. Like 
absolutely hardcore and I don't know if it's just because I recorded a training for Ready Launch Style before this or or who knows what but I have a tickle so if you hear my voice going a little bit weird or funny at some point it's probably because I'm about to cough and I've just taken a moment to have a quick cough and then my beautiful podcast editing team are gonna cut that shit out for me so I don't know what's going on I'm definitely not unwell I don't have hay fever it's just this fucking tickle in my throat so we're gonna deal with it so That's the new podcast direction. I hope you guys are excited. For some of you, you may be a little bit sad to hear that, you know, you're not going to get all the, all the other random little bits and bobs in between and, and the periods and the, the whatnot, but you will still be getting business, money, personal development. And within that, you know, it is the Jesse Williams podcast. There will still be some episodes that occasionally fall outside of that category that are a little bit more life updating and things like that. You know, I recently did the, the pregnancy episode. And whilst that doesn't necessarily fit within the umbrella, it's a reflection of me um so you will still hear some random life updating things as well I may still have Oscar on we might do relationship episodes so there'll be a couple of things like that but for the most part you can expect the podcast to be just a slightly bit more niche down um moving forward but for many of you that's going to be very exciting that's going to be music to your ears because you want all of the business episodes you want all of the money episodes you want all of the the personal development episodes and that's what you're going to get so for those of you that are happy you're welcome however let's get into today's episode so the theme of today's episode is security And I don't mean security in the lens of safety and predictability. I mean security through the lens of the opposite of insecurity. I have been in so much reflection over the last year around really who I am and how secure I am as a person. And I have seen a lot of evidence over the years which have reflected to me how secure I am as a person. Um, However, there's been opportunities which have really uh, magnified or reflected that to me. So some of the things that I have experienced where I always felt like I was a secure person was for the longest time, I've never felt competitive with my friends. I've never felt that when a friend got married or engaged or pregnant or bought a house or bought a car or anything like that, I was never jealous or envious. I was always genuinely excited. And this isn't recent. This is even when I was living paycheck to paycheck. This was even when I was nowhere near getting engaged. This was even when like like anything that would happen where I'm talking, I was nowhere near experiencing that for myself and that felt so far out of reach for me, I was always so happy for them. And one of the reasons, because I also want to share the mindset perspective of that in me, it's not even that I had to reframe or, or tell myself this. It was just very unconscious. Whenever I would see someone winning in life, I would always just think, one, that's another person that's happy and that makes me happy. Like I honestly genuinely get happy when other people are feeling happy and we've all felt that before. We've all felt even how it feels to be out in public on a sunny day when everyone's mood's elevated. Like you know what it feels like when you know, people are being shitty and short-tempered on the roads and then you line up in a cafe and someone pushes in and it's like, what's with everyone today? Versus those days where like someone waves and lets you in while you're driving and then you line up in the cafe and someone compliments your shoes and it's like, everyone's happy today. We feel as humans happier when the people around us are happy, whether they're strangers or not. So, of course, when someone I love was happy, that would make me happier too. But 
the other lens is someone accomplishing something or achieving something is permission for me, permission for me that I can have that too, or that's available to me. Or even if it wasn't the exact thing, it was evidence of dreams coming true. So maybe for example, someone got promoted in their career and I didn't want to have a career. I wanted to have a business, but that was permission that uh, of growth, like growth being possible. So it wasn't always a direct, they got that. I can have that as well. But sometimes it was that sometimes it was seeing someone work really hard and buy a new car and say, you know, like that's permission. I'll be able to do that. I'll be able to work hard and get a car. So I've always been expanded by other people being, you know, happy or accomplishing things, never like threatened. And another area that I saw this a lot in my life is in my relationship. I'm very secure within my relationship. There is not a lot that would rock me. And, you know, I saw a lot of evidence of people not having the kind of mindset that I would have in my relationship where if Oscar was going to boys night or whatever, okay, cool, have fun. Like, genuinely. And again, this isn't recent. This is like, I've always been very supportive of him being his own independent person and living his life. And I've never tried to control him or restrict him or guilt trip him or manipulate him and things like that. And I think that that's alarmingly common in relationships. And if you're currently in the level that, you know, you're doing that and like you find yourself manipulating your partner and and by manipulating your partner, I mean like, you know, playing damsel and, and, and changing your body language and words so that you get what you want, i.e. your partner says, I'm going to boys night and you say, okay, have fun. But what you really want to say is, I don't want you to do that. I want you to stay home with me. And as a result, you go, oh, oh, okay. I I don't have plans, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find something to do. You have fun. It's manipulation. You're manipulating your partner to feel guilty and bad so you don't have to say what you actually want to say, right? I don't play into that kind of realm. And and if you are playing in that realm, don't feel shame around it. Don't say, well, Jesse doesn't do that and I do do that. I'm here to tell you most people do. However, don't feel shame around the fact you do it, but do take responsibility for the fact you do it and understand that you can take responsibility for changing that behavior. I don't have anything against people playing out patterns that they're unconscious of, but I do have uh, something when people become conscious of their patterns and they choose to ignore them and not take responsibility for them. That's not what I'm about. So I don't like, you know, I'm very forgiving. I'm very patient as I used to coach a lot of people uh, on mindset. I have heard everything under the sun. I've heard people cheat, lie, um, manipulate, like all the things and I can lovingly hold them. And do you know why? Because they were working with me. They were hiring a mindset coach to open up, to be vulnerable, to share, to take responsibility, to change their patterns. And that made me so happy and I was so proud of them. So someone could tell me the most fucked up shit they'd done and I and and then I would just be so proud of them. Like I would be so proud of them. I wouldn't think differently of them. I wouldn't think less of them. And and I don't think less of people that are playing out patterns that they're unconscious to. But I, I do have, you know, I wouldn't say judgment, but I, I don't agree with people that are playing out patterns and they're aware of them and they pass on responsibility to everyone else around them. So this isn't an episode for you to shame yourself, for you to compare yourself to me where I'm at. Again, use me as what gets to be possible or maybe you're already in this mindset as well and that's great and this is going to give you further external awareness of something within yourself too and that's perfect. So 
they were really the main areas I saw it. I saw it with like me never really playing into, you know, comparison or competitiveness or envy or jealousy of people that were further along than me, winning, making more money, driving better cars. I never felt less than. Um, and in my relationship, again, like I've never been, been like controlling or insecure or if my partner liked a girl's photo, like whatever I wouldn't even know and and like he he I don't know like I actually don't know we've been together for seven years I just wouldn't actually fucking look at something like that because I'm like cool she probably had a good rack like I just it just doesn't really get to me because my relationship's so solid and I genuinely have one of the most like deep meaningful profound open honest relationships I've ever experienced and like that's perfect and I have a lot of trust in that I have a lot of trust in in us and my partner and Again, I'm very internally secure. And then there was some situations that I started seeing this again and again. So earlier this year um, in, I think it was March, I ran a retreat, a um, business and, and personal development retreat, did a lot of shadow work with people and things like that. And I was away and I was there and I was running it with my best friend. And at the same time, I was also running a mastermind and I had someone in the mastermind, you know, they were obviously had seen me and my best friend together and doing this retreat together and things. And they asked me, they said, why do you feel that you and Felicity, that's my best friend, have the relationship you have? Like, what are the things that you do individually or together that, that make your, your relationship so strong, so expansive, so, so amazing and all of these things? And I had multiple answers. I was like, this, 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 like we do this and we don't do this and blah, blah, blah. But one of those answers, and, and I remember my best friend and I were talking about it and I didn't tell her who asked me, but I said, someone asked me like, why our relationship is so good. And, you know, we were sitting, (laughs) I was sitting in the bottom of the shower, she was doing her makeup and we were just talking about it and sharing and things. And I said to her, I was like, do you know why our relationship's so good? And she said, why? And I said, because we're both such secure people. And I said, so many relationships break down as a result of insecurity, right? I was like, we don't get competitive with each other because we're both secure. We don't compare ourselves to each other because we're both secure. We don't get anxious or avoidant because we're secure. So we just communicate. We, um, like there were just so many things. And I was like, so many problems. You look at attachment styles, anxiousness, avoidance, like there you coming out of a state of security. When we look at attachment styles in relationships, there's, uh, you know, anxious, there's avoidant, there's disorganized and there's secure, right? So if you're anything but secure, you're either anxious, avoidant or disorganized. I'm secure in relationships. So I wasn't having to deal with, you know, anxiousness and stuff like that. And, and I've had moments of that in the past and I've worked on my attachment style stuff and, you know, there's always nuance. But definitely where I'm at now, I'm very secure in my relationships. And I said, you're secure in who you are. I'm secure in who I am. I'm like, if you don't text me back, I don't have my first thought isn't a bad thought about you. My first thought is like, she's probably busy living her best life. If um, I don't text you back, I know that you're secure enough that you're not going to make that into a story or mean something about me. Like we don't create stories around each other. We don't fill in the blanks. Okay. We don't fill in the blanks with negatives. If she doesn't text me back, if she forgot something, if she forgot my fucking birthday, 
I would have the most generous interpretation of her. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, she doesn't love me. She doesn't care about me. I'm like, she's a fucking very busy woman who loves me so incredibly much and happened to forget it was my birthday today because she had a lapse in her memory. Like just nothing. Like I, I have the most generous interpretation of people and I find it easy to have the most generous interpretation of people and their actions and hold them in the highest regard because I'm secure If I was insecure in myself, it would be hard to not compete, be jealous, be envious, be anxious, be avoidant, be so many things that we experience that that create tension and friction and sadness and disconnection stem simply because we're insecure. We're insecure in the relationship or we're insecure in our body. And I think about the time of my life and in where I was the most insecure and the area particularly I was most insecure and the area of my life in my past that I had experienced the most amount of insecurity was my body and that comes down into the background of you know I had binge eating uh, disorder body dysmorphia all the things and I was insecure in my body and I think about how that insecurity in my body impacted other things like my relationships and I remember even for example with one of my ex-partner's I remember we got invited down to the beach one day. Someone had like hired or owned a jet ski or I don't know. And they asked us to come down. And I literally said no because I didn't want to be in a bikini around a bunch of people. Like that's how insecure I was in my body. And so as a result, I didn't want to go jet skiing. How did that impact my relationship? There were so many adventures I didn't want to go on because I didn't feel good in my body. So that then meant we weren't having as much fun, which impacted my relationship or um, like, you know, you can see things like that. So whether you're insecure in your body, whether you're insecure in relationships, whether you're insecure in your appearance, your personality, your job, like whatever, if you have insecurity showing up in your life, that insecurity is going to be the root of a lot of other problems that get created. It's going to be potentially what causes arguments with your partner. It's going to be what causes disconnection, you not wanting to date, you not wanting to go on adventures, you shifting how you spend money, you um, getting anxious in friendships, you um, having a non-generous thought of your friendships because you're insecure. So you're seeing life and others through a lens of insecurity. So you see life and others through not the most generous lens. So I think this is a really cool topic to kind of just have a discussion around because I think that, you know, a lot of people, whether they realize it or not, are insecure. And again, like, don't shame yourself for that, but be like, oh, wow, like, I'm not bad. I'm not less than because I'm feeling insecure in this area. However, like I want life to feel better than that. I don't want to fight with my partner anymore or nitpick at them because I'm actually insecure in myself or I don't want to manipulate my partner because that them leaving me made me anxious or because I've got an abandonment wound or because I don't think that I'm good enough. Like it's not fair to those around you and it's not fair to yourself. Like you are worthy of having a life that feels honestly fucking grounded. And and that's the other thing when I think about the biggest benefit of my security besides it's done wonders for my relationships, it's done wonders for my business. Like even it shows up with clients. Like if a client doesn't plug into Voxer for a week, I'm not like, 
I'm a bad coach. My client doesn't need me. I'm like, oh, my client must be fucking thriving this week. And you know what? Usually they're the plug in like a week later and they're like, oh my God, I just had the best week ever. And they'll catch me up on all the things. But had I gone anxious and then leaned in and checked in on my client, hey, babe, haven't heard from you this week. Just checking how you are. My client is going to feel repelled by that. Then they're not going to re-sign because I'm fucking micromanaging them and they're feeling me almost trying to mother them. So they don't re-sign. So then I get cloned. Uh, low client retention. So then because clients aren't re-signing, I make it mean something about myself that I'm not a good coach and mentor. But you know what? There's actually kind of truth to it because I'm not a good coach and mentor because I'm an insecure wreck, (laughs) right? So we can see where we create our own biggest problems. So, you know, we get to look at things of where we're experiencing things and there's truth to them, but there's truth to them as a result of, you know, us playing out our own patterns and things like that as well. So again, it's, it's coming to take responsibility for those things. So coming into it and, and looking at that, this is where we get to see, and I can honestly say if there's one thing that's going to change the most areas of your life, it is becoming secure in who you are. It is becoming secure in yourself. And one of the ways in which you become more secure in yourself is is through knowing yourself, is through understanding yourself, is through understanding why you are the way you are, what has shaped you, why your thoughts are created like that, why you default to that thought, why you play out that pattern. And when you learn more about yourself and particularly you do it in a way that, uh, and hopefully if you have like a mentor or a program or a course, it encourages and teaches about shame because it's very hard for us to do self-exploration work without shaming ourselves and shame perpetuates this cycle and, and all the things. But if you can do a lot of self-discovery work without going into shame spirals and you're able to observe yourself from a very, very neutral lens, that work will truly change your life. Like honestly, like your how you're going to feel in relationships. I can tell you the amount of conflict or arguments you have will have. How the kind of people and friendships you attract in your life, they will elevate because you will attract other people that are also more solid and secure. And as a result of them being more solid and secure, it further heals your, you know, attachment style, your anxiousness, your avoidance, because they're not playing that out with you. So you're not rubbing up on each other's biggest wounds. So by you becoming more secure, you attract more secure people who make you feel even more secure and the cycle continues. Whereas the opposite can also be true. When you're not secure and you're either playing out anxiousness or avoidance, you can tend to attract people who are playing out potentially the same, potentially the opposite, anxiousness or avoidance. So then you're feeling anxious, they're being avoided. Their avoidance makes you even more anxious. So you get even more anxious, which makes them even more avoidant. And you can see how the cycle continues. So what we attract in, but it starts with us, right? It starts with us. So this is where it's looking at what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. Where can you take more responsibility for that? Where can you focus on, you know, healing, integrating, evolving, um, transcending and really getting to a level that you can be more secure and you can start the cycle that way. Again, you can be more secure, which attracts more security in your partner, which attracts more security in your friendship. So then because they're more secure, now you're more secure, which makes them even more secure. And again, the cycle continues. So I look at my best friend and my partner, two of the most secure people I know, and they're secure within themselves and they're secure within our relationship. And it's easy for someone to be you know, secure in a relationship if both parties are secure within themselves. So 
really looking at, at doing this work and, and again, not shaming yourself for it. We're not, you know, we're not insecure for no reason. It stems from something, right? Like we don't just wake up. Like you look at a baby, right? A baby is never birthed into the world insecure. You look at children, they are not insecure of their body. You look at a two-year-old, they are not insecure of their bodies unless, and and, and it's rare, um, it's rare for a two-year-old to have that level of external awareness. However, if you were to see a two, three, four-year-old uh, conscious of their bodies, which just happens, it is because it is learned, right? If you see a two, three, four-year-old conscious of their bodies, it's rare, but if they were, it is a learned behavior. They have learned to be conscious because they have very likely observed or been witness to other people being conscious of theirs. So in witnessing potentially a parent be body conscious and things like that, they observe that behavior and they learn to be conscious of their bodies. Oh, I'm noticing, I'm seeing all these adults who are always so conscious of their body and how they look. I'm learning to model that behavior and therefore be conscious of my body and how I look. So children aren't born insecure in any sense of the word. They're not born insecure in relationships. They actually believe they, they born fully the opposite, right? Fully secure, fully deserving of love, affection and attention. Why does a baby cry? A baby crying, it's somewhat, you could look at it as it's taking up space and it cries to get its mother's attention because it believes it's deserving and worthy of that attention. A baby is born willing to take up space, demand attention, demand love, demand affection because by default, they believe that they are worthy of love and affection and attention, right? As children, they will take up as much space from a parent as possible because they believe that they are worthy of their parents' attention until they begin to learn otherwise. We, as our most natural state of beings, are secure. We are secure in our bodies, in in our in our soul, in our heart, in our mind, and we learn to be anything but, right? And we have many sources for that. A huge one can be our parents. It can also be siblings. It can be, you know, kids at school. It can be teachers. It can be Hollywood movies. We have so many different sources which are teaching us what to believe and how to show up in the world. So if you find that you are insecure physically, emotionally, in relationships, whatever it is, you have learned that somewhere along the line. So it's not to make yourself bad or wrong for that situation, but it's to see, oh, somewhere along the line, I learned to be this way. But the, the thing is you get to choose and you get to take responsibility to unlearn that behavior and you get to choose to learn to come back to your birthright and your most natural state of being, which is complete security within yourself. However, if you have got to a level that you are insecure, you can't just expect that overnight you're randomly going to make wake up tomorrow and be secure. If you feel insecure in your body and you think that you can go to the, the gym three times and, and slap a Band-Aid on it and all of a sudden you're going to be confident, it's very unlikely. And some people, um, let's use the body as an example. Some people do lose weight and the external was enough to make them secure. It didn't need to go any deeper than that. They actually needed to lose weight. But the reason it happened wasn't necessarily because they lost the weight. Yeah, it can be that because like, you know, I can vouch for the fact of, of being different sizes and things like that, that I feel better when I, you know, my body feels like 
healthier for me and, you know, clothes fit better. I feel more comfortable, like things like that. When I, you know, was, I've been probably close to like 10 kilos heavier in my past, like jeans literally weren't as comfortable. I didn't feel as good. So like, of course I feel good when things fit good and whatever, but it's a whole other story. So sometimes it's just generally people feel better in their body, like their clothes are more comfortable and like, and whatever, and that's perfect. But often the time it wasn't, it wasn't the the weight loss. It wasn't that they're a smaller version of themselves or that they're, they're, the fact they're smaller makes them more worthy or more beautiful. It's not that. It's usually because the version of themselves prior to losing weight, they didn't feel confident in who they were being and the life they were living that led to that weight gain as an example. So I look at me when I was my heaviest and I was binge drinking on weekends, I was eating shitty food, I wasn't exercising. And to be honest, that was mirrored in, you know, the relationships I was entertaining and so many different things. But when I was healthy and when I lost that weight, it wasn't about the fact that again, I was a few kilos lighter on the scale. Like it's a fucking scale. It's it's a bit of weight. What's that? But I was proud of who I was. I was had stopped binge drinking. I had started taking care of my body. I'd started exercising. I liked that version of me. So of course my confidence improved, but it wasn't about the weight. It wasn't about the kilograms. It was about who I was being and whether I was proud of that version of me or not. So even sometimes people do lose weight and when they lose weight and, and all of their insecurity goes away and they feel so good in themselves and it's because they're actually, it's not about the weight, they're proud of who they're being. And then there's some people that no matter how much weight they lose, they still never feel enough. They still never feel good. They still never feel confident. And they're trying to build security or or feel confident through becoming smaller. And they're not realizing that that's not the the problem. The problem is deeper and they're utilizing and projecting onto their body as the reason that they're lacking confidence, but it's actually a deeper issue. So I've seen a lot of situations where, again, people are just in so much pain as a result of them not having a true deep sense of security within themselves. So I think this work is so important. Honestly, I don't really hear it's being spoken about enough. We hear people talking about like confidence and, and things like that, but I think there's a difference between confidence and security. You know, I think like confidence can be even when I'm insecure, I can walk into a room and with confidence and pride. And and to me, confidence feels not like a mask. It definitely doesn't feel like a mask, but it feels like, you know, you accessing your power, whereas security feels like I don't have to access anything because nothing took me out of my power in the first place. Like it, security to me feels like just this calm, this calmness, like it feels calm in my body. It feels like I'm just regulated and I'm at the deepest levels of peace, right? Like confidence to me feels like accessing power and security feels like calm internal peace. And I, I don't see people speaking about security versus insecurity. In fact, like I actually really haven't seen anyone speaking about it and not to say that they're not, but it really should be speak, spoken about more because I think this is honestly the root of a lot of people's biggest problems and wounds. I think it's the root of the reason that a lot of people have food issues, uh, issues with their body. I think it's a reason that a lot of people have issues in relationships. I think it's the root of a lot of, a lot of problems truly. So 
the more you do work on yourself to come back into a state of security, the more you're going to find that a lot of your pain points in life are are probably just going to naturally dissolve, which is really cool. So I hope this left you in a bit of contemplation and and whether you're someone where you already identify as a really cool, uh, sorry, (laughs) a really cool person, a really secure person, I hope that's given you a cool sense of external self-awareness where you just really saw something within yourself today and you get to take that and and own that and I think that's beautiful and if you saw parts of you where you're the opposite of that like I hope that's that's helped you learn something about you as well and maybe that's oh I'm actually very secure in my relationship but not in my body but because I'm not really uh, secure in my body that can sometimes leak into my relationship or maybe you're secure in your relationship in your body but not in your friendships or maybe you're feeling like oh my god all of it's just feeding into the next thing and I'm not secure in my friendships because I'm not secure in my relationship because I'm not secure in my body and wherever you're at on your journey, I hope it's, you know, put you into a state of, of contemplation where you can choose to do something about that and, and you have the power to. If you are someone where you want, you know, a, a place to come and to learn and, you know, particular things where it's like, okay, where the fuck do I even start with that work? I am currently enrolling for my uh, seven-week mindset program, The Discovery Code, and I would love to invite you to come and participate in that program. This is my deepest impact work. This is the work that I do that, you know, I share this, but every time I've ran The Discovery Code, I have cried on at least one of the calls because I just get so proud of the humans that are just willing to do that work and see those parts in themselves. And I get proud because it changes how people treat their partners and how they treat, you know, um, their friends and how they treat colleagues and how they treat themselves. And I've even had a lot of feedback from mums that they healed so much that it changed them and made them better as a parent. And they feel like they're healing their generational line and they're not going to, you know, perpetuate negative and toxic cycles into their children. And they feel like they've, you know, stopped the, the trauma down the line. And that makes me happy. But it is a very, very impactful course and we explore a lot. We we very much, it's a deep, deep self-discovery work, but you're going to learn so much about yourself. You're going to learn about your ego, your concept of self. We're going to be doing shadow work and you really getting an understanding of your shadows and we're going into triggers and projections and so many things which are just going to make you a more calm, neutral and powerful human it's going to help you be able to make better decisions. It's going to help you, you know, actually be able to change your behavior rather than repeating patterns over and over and over again, even though you don't know why you're doing them. It's going to teach you so much about yourself. And again, if you would like to join us, we start on the 31st of October. We are currently enrolling. I will put a link for you to hear more or read more about the program in the show notes for you guys. Um, but it is an incredible program. It's incredibly intimate, powerful, like to just be a part of something with a group of people who all are like-minded in wanting to deepen their connection to themselves and others around them. I think it's so incredible that that people choose to do this work. Um, and yeah, I, I would love to have you part of it. And I truly believe the more you know yourself, the more you're going to be able to come into a state of security within yourself as well, which just, which just makes me so happy. And 
life just gets to be better. You know, life gets to be better. Your nervous system gets to be more regulated and you get to feel more fulfilled, more neutral, more chill um, and just more depth within your relationships and all the things which makes me so happy. So I will stop there, but I would love to have you in that program. As I said, it is my baby and um, we will be starting soon, but I'll pop that in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And if you did enjoy the episode, I don't say this often, but Please, if you could take a moment to just like review the podcast, give us, you know, if you love it, give us five stars, like things like that really support the podcast, especially because I have chosen to not go down the route of, you know, sponsorships and ads and things like that. This is all free content. Um, I completely fund the production of this podcast out of my own pocket. Um, It costs money and we don't make money off it. So, um, you know, just you liking, even uploading, like print screening, you listening to the podcast uploading it on your story, tagging at the Jesse Williams podcast, like getting us in other people's ears. Like it means so much more than you guys know. So I would really appreciate if whether you wanted to review, post, whatever, I do appreciate it. But I will see you guys in the next episode. And again, you can expect more business, money and personal development. Have an amazing day.